Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Chicago's pizza is fire. Oh, yeah. no way. I can't do that. What? Deep dish? No, 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 no. No, no trust the me. The tomato soup. <laughs> <He> said, <laughs> if I no, want no, a tomato no, no. soup, I would ask no, for no, tomato no, no, soup. No, no. I'm saying there's this deep dish pizza, and it's like... A big old slab of pe- or, uh, sausage on top of the pizza. That's nasty. <laughs> no, no, no. Trust me, it's fire. Wait, really? I'd be down to try it. Where's that? DC? Uh, they have one. In, they probably have some in DC. They probably have some here, obviously. Yeah. But they got them. They got them in yeah. Chicago. The fire. Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio six seven of the score. That is the voice of Caleb Williams, and he was on. Some podcast or other talking about Chicago, you know, pizza. Well, pizza, pizza, deep dish, yeah, or stuffed pizza. I think I mean, the, when I grew up, we called it stuffed pizza. Like the Giordano's. point of that is not what pizza he prefers. The point of that, I think, is getting used to what his voice sounds like because I think it will be a familiar one for years to come in Chicago. Yeah, Caleb Williams is going to have a lot to say. I think we're going to hear from him a lot. I think the Bears are going to draft him. I think it's all headed in that direction. And the suggestion from the headline you read was the Bears are going to draft him, like it or not. <laughs> and I think it's a gross He's overreaction. Excited, even if it's the damn Bears. I, how do you explain that? Because I, I, I want to. I think context is very important. You know that I. Hmm. Tr- well, I, I mean, I, it, it is a very, Yahoo headline. It's and very it important. Is, it is a. Uh, it is basically a story where you use the um, quotes from Pete Thamel. So it's a rewriting of quotes from Aggregate. Justin Fields. It's an yes. aggregator. It's an, it's a, it's yeah. an aggregation of, 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 of some quotes, and so you're writing a story around it. So the lead of the story is by uh, Liz Rocher. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the lead of the story is Caleb Williams, the likely number one overall pick in the upcoming NBA draft, is very excited about what the future holds even though he doesn't know where exactly uh, that future will be taking place. The 22-year-old quarterback out of USC knows he's in line to be drafted number one by the Chicago Bears, Mm -hmm. a team with deep, deep problems that may be preparing to send their current quarterback, Justin Fields, out the door to make room for Williams. (laughs) The Bears aren't exactly a premier destination for quarterbacks these days, and walking into the locker room that only recently belonged to Fields has the potential to be really awkward, but Williams is at peace with whatever happens. He can't control it, so he's doing his best to focus on the many, many positives, and then he goes. Then she goes into Back to the quotes, quotes from yeah. Pete Thamel. I don't know the writer, but I will say this. This is the problem with what, where the sports media is, and I'll just, stick it, I'll just leave it to the sports media at this point. It, where we are right now, fact versus opinion, uh, letting somebody else's words pass as your own reporting. And I think what this does is a, is a very blurry, fuzzy line. Molly, that's making a lot of assumptions that just aren't fair to make. 
and fairness has been lost in this entire thing. Caleb Williams was having thing, having things held against him that he never said, that he really no. didn't have a chance to no. dispute until yesterday. No. Now you can you can point out and question the timing of the ESPN story if you wish. Sure, you can be skeptical of the you know the the placement of it and who wrote it, whatever you want to do. But let's be fair here in terms of evaluating what situation Caleb Williams would be coming into. It's it, the Bears' quarterback history is what it is. But objectively speaking, the context of him joining the Chicago Bears, third largest market in the NFL, a defense that's ready to win now, and the questions about the warmth of his welcome from his teammates has been largely overstated. Because if you can play, you will fit in quickly, regardless of what the previous quarterback was or wasn't to his team. Um. You you could also throw in there that they have a legitimate number one receiver in DJ Moore, which they haven't had for many a year, and um, and I think that 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 very fact, the very fact that they have um, a guy like DJ Moore on the offense, it, there's a lot of people you need more. You got to keep doubling down. You got to get more receivers. You need another tight. We all know. The weaponry, but you have more than you've had for a long time. How good is DJ Moore? Where does he fit into the pantheon of Bears receivers? And I'm talking like ever. He's All time. As good, yes. He's as good as anybody they've yes. had in the modern era. I, I really and, think he has, and he, and he is. And I think, <laughs> I think there's a lesson to that as well. Um, I think there's a lesson to the fact. Uh, let, let's look at it this way. So the Bears have these draft picks. Uh, they have some very high draft picks. They presumably will be adding to their draft kitty if indeed they end up trading Justin Fields, as um, as was indicated, mm-hmm. or uh, the possibility of which was indicated during their initial meeting at the at the combine. Um, so I think that you start imagining what this roster could look like in another year. And you're you're thinking that they're going to be improved even upon what they are. Now, when I talk to people about that, and even even some texters and some listeners will say things like, "Well, uh, you know, don't forget they got all this money in free agency." And you know, I don't I don't believe. I think the lesson of the Bears and uh, the way that they built this team is that that's really largely irrelevant in terms of how you improve your football team. In other words, what you would prefer to do is to trade a draft pick and get a guy like DJ Moore, among other things. Trade a draft pick and get a guy like Montez Sweat, who you then have to pay. But I don't know that going into the free agent market, even with $80 million, when the price of talent is so expensive when the projection of players from one scheme into another is so uncertain I don't know that going out and buying a player in the offseason is the is the path forward for the Bears well the thing you have always always have to accept when you go into free agency is you understand you're going to overpay yes and you can't really make a living or build a roster a winning roster that way what you do 
benefit from from having all the cap space is being able to, once you get players in those kind of trades, Montez Sweat, DJ Moore, you're able to pay them to keep them because you have the luxury of having salary cap space. So DJ Moore might be the next guy sure. you see uh, having a contract extension if he is rewarded for the season he had and the future he's going to have. The point about DJ Moore being the number one wide receiver if Caleb Williams is the quarterback next year cannot be overstated because that is so important. When you look at what the Bears have done in previous <laughs> previous rookie quarterback experiments, Mitch Trubisky, you know who led the Bears in, in receiving the year Mitch Trubisky started 12 games as a rookie? Kendall Wright. Mm. You remember Kendall Wright? Yeah. He had 59 catches that year. Wow. Justin Fields came into a mess in, when, when he – was a rookie and and took over. He didn't have uh, an offensive coordinator, an offensive plan. He didn't have a infrastructure that was conducive to success. Caleb Williams is coming into a situation that is not the Chiefs. It's not as good as it could be in, uh, and, and other teams have. But he has DJ Moore. He has a new offensive coordinator. And potentially he'll have an offensive line. The Bears may take an offensive tackle at number nine. Then they're going to have bookend first-round draft picks if they go that route. If not, they may go offense with a receiver at number nine. They're going to likely look at that spot to supplement an offense to make him better so eventually one day he can make everyone else better. That's a good situation. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, I, I just think that it's kind, of a, it's kind of a fun period of time for the Bears right now because they did tear down the roster. They did make a really big trade, and now they're sitting again atop the draft, and they still have another first-round pick, which could be really valuable. And I know a lot of people want to – Move down from that pick, but let's see. Let's see what you would get if you do indeed end up trading the quarterback. I, I don't know that it's a fait accompli that you got to move down. I don't think it from is the nine spot. You might it, end up getting an unbelievable value pick. We there. have a lot of time left to, to weigh that, and, yeah. and obviously the focus is certainly on the number one pick. But Mully, you mm -hmm. look at the ninth pick, and they could either get a difference-making wide receiver, they could get a offensive. Uh, anchor at, at left tackle in Joe Walt, or they could get the first defensive player off the board. It's unbelievable. <laughs> they could, the yep. Bears conceivably be the team, if there's a run on quarterbacks, if there's a run on wide receivers, they could take the number one offensive player off the board and the number one defensive player off the board. I mean, uh, who wouldn't want to see that? Why happen? is that not yeah. a good situation? Oh, that's a great situation. This offseason is a luxury for the Bears. You there know, are all kinds of good decisions that need to be made. You can get the first quarterback, so you have first choice of any, anything in the draft, right? When you get the first player at a position, that is a very unique and wonderful circumstance. If you end up going with, say, the third wide receiver in a draft in which there are three, uh, three receivers considered you know, capable of being number one style guys in the league – 
that is a pretty special thing. Um, if you're getting a second offensive tack, whatever it might be, you you got a chance to get a, like a really good premier position. It's about it's about premier positions, especially with high draft picks. And and you know you would rather have a premier p- a position than say the first fullback taken, the first guard taken, whatever it might be. You'd rather have the premier spot. So that's where you can get those those picks. You get the first pass rusher out of a draft, that's usually a pretty good player. Yeah, usually a pretty good player that's going to, if he comes to Chicago, not have as much pressure on him as some places he could land because you have Montez Sweat opposite you. Already there. And you have a defense that is already successful. So there's not going to be as much pressure on you to – carry as big of a load or as heavy of a burden as it might be if you go to a defense that's really struggling and you're going to get the the majority of the focus from every offense you play. What do you think about what's going on with the uh, with the Chiefs? You know, they're, they're trying to figure out a long-term contract with Chris Jones. They're trying to get that one uh, hammered down. And as a result, they're probably – not going to franchise a cornerback, and he's a player who's a really good player, could be on the free agent market. Well, Jerry Sneed's one of the best cornerbacks in football. Yeah, sign and but trade. Don, he's died. been given permission to seek yes. a trade. What I think about with Kansas City, like they did with Chris Jones, they worked it out. I also think about with Kansas City, they got rid of Tyree Kill and they won two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be okay as long as 15's there. <laughs> I, yeah. It's not ideal. But they have the luxury, Brett Veach has the luxury of letting these guys explore their own options, kind of see what's out there, and then make a decision. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be in that. That defense was one of the big reasons they won again, but I think they would be just fine Yeah, moving forward. Different scenario than with the Bears. The Bears need Jalen Johnson more than the Chiefs need LeJarrius Sneed. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not arguing that. But um, but it's uh, it, it's kind of an interesting. Um, yeah, idea. I, I don't want to. I don't want to. Oh, we I can ask dis- Mark Grody about. It. We'll talk to Grody at eight. He's down okay. at the combine. But I heard him say he wasn't overly impressed with Caleb Williams physically, and and I found that interesting. Well, you're not supposed to be, right? I mean, you're. He he doesn't have this. He's not this six four imposing figure. Uh, for for Mark to see in the hallway, he just looks like a normal guy. It's his ability. He's not physically as, as yes. imposing as a Justin Fields would be. Right, Justin Fields. You look at him and he's cut and he's physical, and you can see how he's running through tackles time and again. With Caleb Williams, he's more slight and he's not as tall, yep. and he might not be as intimidating, especially to a guy like Grody. What what the hell does that mean? You take it means that? Grody's a strapping man. He's got you know he's you look at Mark Grody and you kind of wither. Yeah, we all do. We all get him. Man among men. Yes. Mark Grody. He's an intimidating figure. <laughs> he lean he he uh he looms over us like a colossus. I hope that he didn't shave this morning so he looks a little bit more like Flucy every day. Yeah, I think he's got all the photos up and he's kind of, you know, he's gluing in little strands of beard. I think he probably You're the one who said he came into uh, wispy. He's a little wispy, a little yeah. wispy. Right now he's probably pumping some iron in the hotel weight room. Okay.